what is up everybody welcome back to the damn your tall podcast i am one of your hosts felicia aka vpj so now when you're enter a room or something we just need to have somebody with to make the air horn sound because the air horn sound not an actual air horn is now an official part of your name Kind of like Queen Latifah's first name is now Queen. And according to your mother, that is also Issa Rae. <laughs> yeah, Felicia changed the picture on our H on our HBO account so that it was Issa Rae and... For your parents. For parents, and mom apparently thought it was Queen Latifah, so... They look nothing alike, by the way. No, they don't. <laughs> I was trying to... I was going to say, the only, they're both black, and they're both two different skin tones of black. I was, I was going to try and come up with a... They yeah, there's no say. Both have brown that. eyes, I'm going to guess. Anyway, along with your other co-host, Graham, bah, 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 aka Sir reads a lot in this hoe. In this hoe now? Yes. I don't want to be inside any hoes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, welcome back everybody. So we got a little bit of so we got a little bit of house cleaning stuff. So about the TFL, if you heard our last podcast, I finally broke the announcement that I am joining the TFL league. Um, it's just a track and field league. It's a startup here and it's the first year and I'm pretty pumped about it. And we got a little bit more information about the TFL that now there will be another draft, but instead of eight teams, which they originally want to do, they'll, st- they'll just be four. So they're going to add more people on to the teams of four. Yes, four to start with. They're hoping to expand to eight later, but four to start with. Yeah, four this year and then hopefully expand to eight next year. Of which Felicia is on the Virginia Inspiration, which I find to be very inspiring. Okay, anyway. But yes, they're they're trying to promote that um, if you want to get paid, you know, to compete and you can be like 16 or older and you could be, you know, as long as you're an American citizen, this is like an American league since... We always have to travel overseas. This is like a track and field league here in America. And they're paying for like, you get an appearance fee, you get placing fee and stuff like that. Like they're paying you to compete. And like the appearance fee is $6,000 per appearance. And I was like, yeah, that that's pretty nice deal. I know it's not a lot of money to people, but for track, it's, it's a lot if you're like not sponsored athlete or anything like that. So that's that's a pretty nice deal, and they're kicking in like a thousand dollars per coach. Like if you have athletes in there, they're giving them a thousand dollars. So I'm like, I don't know who their benefactors are, but thank you for uh, getting us this money. Yeah, it'd be nice for Felicia to actually be self sufficient throwing. Again, that brings me to the fact that I put my two weeks in last week for my former job at the gym, and this is my well. I'm done now by the time you're listening to this, but we're recording this on Sunday as usual. This is my last week. I don't have to work, wake up at 3.30 in the morning every Tuesday and Thursday. I can like go back to training like six days a week again. So that'll be very nice and I won't be dead tired because this goes into my next point. I just started coaching again <laughs> and I was doing like all four of my jobs in one day and I was talking to Larry that I put my two weeks in and he could tell like on Friday, I was just like dead tired because I woke up thinking it was Thursday and I was late to go to work. And he's like, yeah, you can do all the jobs. You just can't do them well. I was like, yeah, this is true. Yes, it's extremely true. So she's going to be out competing and first meet is in January. 
So yes, I get to go back to training, especially since tomorrow I think will be our last day outside because the weather here, it's really nice today. Like it was like 77 degrees, nice breeze, but you know, the weather could just flip because it's Indiana and it could be like a tornado tomorrow for all I know. So we're enjoying where we can be outside now. And I'm doing that as well with my athletes. Like, hey, we're going to be inside all the time. As long as it's like nice, we're going to be outside. So yes, I am officially, as of the time you're listening to this podcast, officially done. They were all like sad, but I was like, oh, you know, I, did, I didn't hate the job. It was just annoying. And I felt like I couldn't really get a lot done, <laughs> like with training wise. And now I'm glad I could just like focus on track training and coaching. So only like two things instead of this other little side thing. I was like, one of these is not like the other and it has to go. And it was that job. So. Yep. So we'll be, you'll be seeing some more stuff on her on social media and things too, as now she's got some more stuff to talk about and show off. Yes. Going to be releasing new video and all kinds of fun stuff. Also bought a new drone. Didn't get murdered even though we sold it over Facebook Marketplace. Oh, yeah. I was really worried about that. <laughs> As I've been trying to sell, I had a old uh, DJI Mavic. Uh, it wasn't, I think it was called the Pro. It was like the first generation, the first folded drone they got. And I remember I got it for myself for, uh, I got that and then the uh, boosted board for myself for making the Olympic team. Because I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy something for myself that I wouldn't normally spend a whole bunch of money on. I was like, I'll buy it because... Why, why the hell not? Because I was like a present for myself, you know? And there's like new drone that I was looking up. I was like, oh, I want that. But I, I couldn't see myself buy, having two drones for no reason. So, and Grant wouldn't let me have two. For no. no reason. No, I really would not. But yeah, so I had it up there. took a whole bunch of pictures, some nice pictures on our little backdrop. And... It took a while. There were some bots like spamming in to like, hey, is this like available? And literally I got a message from a guy in Indianapolis. It was like, hey, is a drone still available? I was like, yes. And he was like responding back like how much you want for, you know, negotiating for the price. And we met up that evening, like after practice, we drove down there in the Best Buy parking lot. And like this guy rolled up in his Tesla and I had Graham with me because I was like, I don't know if Luffy shows up with another person is like just to be safe in a public open and stuff. You never know. Yeah. I mean, I remember back when I was still doing prime and cops reporting all of my every single officer I talked to said meet somewhere public. A lot of them actually suggested meeting at a police station. And, and it wasn't so much that if there's a problem, you can get the cops out of the police station because, you know. A lot of times in the station is administrative personnel, not actually officers. But the point was more, if they're going to do something criminal, and if they're criminal leaning, or they have a warrant out, and you're like, hey, let's meet at the police station, they will wimp out, because they don't want to be anywhere near the police. But I mean, the idea is, do it somewhere public so let something less likely to happen. I felt a little awkward, because I didn't want to be like, standing over this guy, being like, are you dangerous? Are you going to do something to my wife? No, the guy just came up like we had Boeing in the car because it was a nice day. We're like, eh, let's just take him with us. Graham was just on the side and I was just showing the guy all the stuff, making sure it worked and telling him all the stuff and the parts that go with everything. And he he was like, oh, I'll pack this up if you want to count the money. And I gave it to Graham so I could, you know, explain some stuff so it wouldn't look like I'm like, hey, you sure changed me here. But everything was there and he drove on his merry way and then we went inside and I picked up the drone and the guy tried to sell us on the insurance for it. And I was like, no, it's, it's, it's fine. (laughs) It's got a a year warranty on it itself. And I'm not gonna be flying this like recklessly anyway. Also, if you had gotten the warranty on it, 
uh, I would have been very, very upset because those things are an enormous ripoff. I'm going to try and get it all set up. I bought some little landing gear for it because I had some for my other one. It's like a little foldable landing gear. So it sets up higher because it is pretty low to the ground. But this thing is so small. Like it's only 249 grams, which is like the legal limit that you don't have to register it with the FAA. Like if it's a just a normal person drone, like a commercial, not a commercial drone, just like a hobbyist drone. And it's under 250 grams. You don't have to register it, which I had to register my old one because it was way bulkier. But this one, like it fits in like the palm of my hands, like my phone is heavier than this drone, which is insane. Yeah, it's a little disconcerting because you hold it. You're like, where's the rest of it? Yeah, like when I, I, was, I was watching unboxings and stuff for it because I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to like get it and everything. because I was like, excited and like I couldn't tell how small this thing was like through like a lens like. They, people would describe it. I was like, oh, it still looks pretty. Like, it looked like the size of my old one until I got it in my hands. Like, when I opened it up and Grandma's like, oh, my God, Graham, look at look at this. I like, look how small this thing is. But it is, like, literally fits. Like, I have somewhat larger hands, but this thing fits in the palm of my hand, which is insane. So, I can't wait to, like, fly this thing. It's going to be so much more quiet, too. So, it's going to be pretty dope. Yep. So, she's going to be zooming around with that, causing all kinds of trouble. What? I'm not going to be causing any trouble. Oh my gosh! So maybe I could use it for the school. <laughs> you actually might be able stuff. to. Huh? You could you could do some pretty cool videos with it. I know I I, I fly it. I want to make my fall colors video eventually before all the leaves are gone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that was pretty much. I didn't get murdered at Facebook Marketplace. Yep. yep. A Facebook Marketplace deal. So kudos to that. I'll probably be the last time I would do. Hopefully, do one of those because mm-hmm. I was like trying to figure out where I could sell. It. I was like. Can I sell it back to Best Buy or trade it in? I wish they did like a trade in, but it is like I got it in 2016. Like, was that seven years ago now? Something like that. Yeah. Goodness. So, yeah, and like drone time, time, that's that's a pretty because they come out with them like pretty much every year or so like that. So, yeah. And that's probably the most expensive thing that was probably bought at Best Buy that day. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I mean, they do have bought like like cell phones cost a thousand dollars. Yeah, they have some pretty expensive stuff in there, but yeah, yeah. But for like just to walk in there and be like, "Here's all this money, and I'd like one drone, please, (laughs) one one of these, please." That guy's like, because I knew when I walked in there, I was like, "I'm gonna need somebody to unlock the thing. They're not gonna just gonna have it out because that thing was like six hundred (laughs) dollars. They're like, they're not gonna have it out." And then I went over while you were checking out on orders to find the Woman King in the DVD racks, and there was no Woman King in the DVD racks. None at all. There was Dune. I almost kind of got that. What was the other one we almost got? Oh, The Green Knight. I Go think I still want to get that, because I want to yeah. rewatch it again. That was mm-hmm. a good movie. I really enjoyed that. But yeah, so I had to get the guy to get the key to unlock it, and he's like, I'll carry it up front for you. I was like, oh, you don't trust me? I can't just walk out of here with this. There's like four people standing up at the front because there was like no one in there. <laughs> like Best Buys, I feel like are only popping for back to school and like Black Friday and after Christmas. That is the only time you see a shit ton of people in Best Buy. Otherwise, everybody just buys it on like Amazon or online. Yeah. Like there's literally no one that goes to Best Buy like the, at Yes, there's very little use to go to Best Buy anymore. Because they basically sell, well, they sell is what, TV? I mean, they sell a lot of stuff, but you can get it either cheaper through the actual, like, if you go through Apple or, like, a, I don't know, a reseller or something. If somebody has, like, an older laptop or something, but, yep. 
I can't wait to set it back up. I downloaded the new app for it. So hopefully I won't have any problems with this app. This is a different app <laughs> compared to my old one, which stopped working or I don't know what DJI was doing, but I got a brand new app and it seems like to be working way better than the old one. So I'm happy about that. So I could just take it out, fly it out. <sighs> I'm pretty pumped about it. I think I might test it out tomorrow morning when I'm at practice. Yes, indeedly. Graham's got a little treat for us. Oh, yeah, we're doing a trunk and treat at work. So this Wednesday, uh, we're going to be showing up there. I don't really have a costume. However, Felicia has set on an excellent costume, which is uh, she's going to wear a hooded sweatshirt, a horse head, and carry a lightsaber. Yes, because I have all those things. <laughs> and let's be honest, a horse-headed Jedi, that I'm sure, probably existed back when they had, before Disney controlled it. But we're going to do that. We were going to carve pumpkins, but we're too close to the deadline, so we're not going to be able to do that. But that's okay. We're going to be there helping the kids out. You didn't tell me we had to carve pumpkins. I thought I was just going to have, like, since it's a trunk or tree, I was just going to have, like, a, my little chair out there, and you, we stand out there and just hand out candy and just have little pumpkins as decorations. I didn't know we had to decorate, decorate. Oh, we don't have to decorate, decorate. We can still get some gourds, some of the pumpkin looking. Oh, okay, we're going to do that. All right, then. No, I meant, like, just to have, like, you know, I ha I told you I was going to get, like, a bag of candy and pour it out in, like, the little crate thing that we have, and then just buy some little pumpkins and just set them, like, near the candy. So when the kids come, it's there. That's what I was thinking. I didn't know we had to, like, carve it for a contest. Oh, it's not a contest. Oh, that wasn't for. Just to decorate the whole thing. Oh. Eh, well, it's too late now. Yeah, it is too late now. Yeah, I've, I mean, conceptually, I was against trunk or treats, but you know, really, I mean, they work because as fewer and fewer people do actual trick or treating. At least it's one place where you can go get all of your candy. Yeah, I know it's a safety thing, and a lot of that safety is is overblown stuff like the classic. Oh, there's a thousand razors in all of the candy, even though there's never been a reported case of this. Um, so that's it's whatever. But so we're gonna be there enjoying ourselves. I think it's more like, because I was talking to Larry, because we don't really have a lot of trick-or-treaters here. We live in like a little housing community, but there's not a lot of kids that come by at all. So like, you know, Aunt Anne's place, there's like a shit ton of kids that go there and there's a whole bunch of traffic and cars and kids running across the street. That's where I think the safety thing is, because I was talking to Larry and he says they have hundreds of trick-or-treaters in their neighborhood like the local kids will come and then they'll get people that from like the town and they'll come in through their little like uh community so they like run they have to shut down like they run out of candy and it's just like so many people but i think the perfect way is like uh what annie Ann started doing instead of like setting out all the stuff and let them grab like just we just picked out the candy and just have little baggies for them of like chips and she does like 50 and once those are gone she's like all right bye yeah, that works out well. Yeah, I made the mistake once when I was in Aniston of just putting a bowl of candy outside, and it lasted about three minutes. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. I want to be the person that hands out the full-size bars. That is, like, my goal. Well, when you become the Felicia Johnson, the super-famous, super-rich track field athlete, yeah. No, I could be a coach and just buy, like, go to Costco, get, like, those bars that are, like, 20 bucks, and I get, like, 100 of them. Am I still going to be married to you? I always wanted to do that. That'd be fun. And it would then be people fun. people would come to our house. I know. Like, I don't think that's like a bad thing. Uh, it's only the two of us. We don't have kids. So True. <laughs> I always want to be that house. That, is, that would be nice to be ahead. Unlike the kids who are in today's movie, 
let's talk about the kids. Let's get rid of them before we talk about the actual movie because they were terrible. Okay, so before we get to this movie, I'm going to do a slight read. No, don't make it a slight read. Make it a full-on read. Oh, a full read on not the children. I am not blaming the children. I am blaming their parents. So we get to the movie theater. We we come there and we're we're like five minutes before it starts. And Whitney grabs her little drink and we get in our little seats. And I like to sit like right in the middle of the screen so we can see everything. And there was like two like two people on their side and then two people two people on Whitney's side and two on the other side. And everybody had enough room. There was like three or four seats in between us. And there was some kids behind us and their their parents. And they were like playing with like a little car or something. Fine. Totally fine. I don't care what you do um, before the movie and the previews. You know, it's kind of like time to kind of settle down. Like once the previews start, you get that. Now is the time to turn off your phones and silence. You will be thrown out of the movie theater. That type of screen comes on. Although it definitely did not have it. You will get thrown out of the movie theater. Disclaimer. Yeah, they don't have that. But they're like, silence your phones. <laughs> um, And, you know, they're running around. Fine, whatever. I was like, okay, you know, they're kids. Let them run around before the movie starts. Movie starts. And then the kid starts crying. <laughs> and still running around. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's, it's getting time. They're starting to get into the narration of this movie. Let's... Let's wrap it up here, parents. Do your job. Like, control the kids. <laughs> you're in a public area where you're not at home. Yes. And they didn't. Like, the rest of the movie, like, there was these two guys. They were pissed. Like, everyone was upset. But we were, like, right behind them. Or we were right right in front of them. And they were behind us. And they were, like, down there. And they kept looking at them. And they were just like, oh. Like, they dipped as soon as the movie's over. I knew they had to tell somebody, like, hey, there was somebody, uh, like, my movie-going experience was terrible because, like, they just, like, rolled out <laughs> because there was definitely an in-credit scene, and they said, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, I really liked the drama- during the dramatic final fights when the kids was screaming behind us. I really appreciated that. Oh, my God. It, it Like, usually I'm like, okay, whatever. Because I've already seen the movie. But I'm like, Whitney and Graham haven't seen the movie. I didn't want to ruin for them. And it, this was like noon on a Sunday. 1230 is when the movie started. And, like, these parents, they're garbage. <laughs> I was like, why would you bring? This kid had to be, like, two. And then they had a baby, like, in a, in a little thingy. Yep, in a carrier. Like, they couldn't walk. Like, this baby had to be at least four or five months and it would start to cry. Now, logic tells you, you need to leave the movie there. When your baby cries, walk out and, you know, you do that thing like, oh, I'm sorry. And then people are like, okay, understanding. It's not the baby's fault because it's a baby. But these people stayed in the movie theater. And then another kid came out of nowhere. I was like, where the hell did this other kid come from? And I was like, y'all need to take these kids. You can't do this. Like, you need to hire a babysitter or something because... The kids were not having this movie. <laughs> like, they could care less. They just wanted to run around and play. They wanted to run around and play even in the bathroom. Because when I went to the bathroom after the movie, they were running around there. Yeah, like, <laughs> everyone was just so annoyed. I felt bad for the people that were, like, in that same row <laughs> with them kids. I would have been like, look, y'all gotta, you gotta stop this. So, to those parents, you are garbage people. Why would you take your kids to a movie when they, you know, they're not going to pay attention. I hope you have spit up on your clothes for eternity. 
Every time you wipe it off, it just miraculously appears. I hope you have to clean up poop for at least another five years. I don't care when that kid is 10, you still got to clean up their poop. You are garbage people and you ruin people's experience. Like, luckily, like, I, I don't know what else to do. Like, you can't just go to the, the people down there. What They're not going to do anything. Like, you don't want to be that person that's like, look, um, these people are being... Like, if it was an adult just being annoying, yeah, you can shoo them out of there. But they're kids. You can't blame the kids. It's the parent. <laughs> the parent didn't have control of the situation. They are garbage. And I was like, you should have kept your black ass at home. <laughs> you ruined everyone's movie-going experience because they, they literally cried, like, every about 10 to 15 minutes intervals. Like, at least 20. I'll say the longest. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I was like... <sighs> god like come on like really like you brought these two kids and they walked out of the movie theater and i was just like you people you're the reason why people got upset and can't watch the movie this is why people don't want to go back to movie theaters because of you you horrible garbage people (laughs) terrible terrible parents when you have kids what did whitney say you can't go out and do fun things for at least six years (laughs) and i think that is true (laughs) Because once you have a kid, you have to do kid shit. And if it was a kid movie, yes, I would understand kids running around a movie theater. Because it's a kid movie. This was Black Adam. This was not a kid movie. They don't, they probably didn't even understand what was going on. All I heard was a lot of explosion and yelling and bright lights. That's probably part of what set them off too. Because there are kids like, ah, it's too loud. It's too bright. Ah. Yeah, because you can hear them. They were like, ah, yelling. And the parents didn't do anything. Like they were just like, shh. I was like, they're not going to shh. In this movie, like, no, this isn't going to happen. So to those parents, garbage people, you you should have found a babysitter. If you couldn't find one, you should have kept your black ass at home. (sighs) Hope they stubbed a big toe on a corner of a table. Or drive their car directly into the sidewalk in front of the store (laughs) oh yeah we went to go get sushi at the all you can eat sushi place after the movie and this lady ran straight up on the car it was a perfect topper to the the day it was also perfect because she had been glaring at us because we were walking out of the place just you know just walked to our cars we apparently weren't walking fast enough and then she we were walking in a spot that she went to park directly in front of the building and i was like there's no one there like when we got there there was like one family in there there was like no like huge line like they were just chilling but they were like oh, i gotta hurry up and get this spot. i was like there's no one here to race you and i was like that's your punishment you scraped the shit out of your car <laughs> and that and the she landed it it was hard she broke <laughs> you heard the scrape ah oh that's karma for you right there oh man it was great <laughs> we just started laughing i'm pretty sure she had to see us because she was on her phone and that's what she get <laughs> and she was in it for a while i think her uh the passenger was probably screaming at her probably i want to go back and be like excuse me there's a curb here <laughs> would that have been like too much of a smart ass move yes yes what would she gonna do beat me up it's like it's a joke lady come on laugh it off shit happens you didn't her crash bad, the car her bad driving isn't a joke <laughs> yeah her bad driving that was terrible because there's plenty of spots she could have just oh, pulled in where we were there's plenty of spots like an obscene amount of spots open so yes that is <laughs> The movie-going experience that we've had, but now we'll go ahead and and jump into the movie itself. Graham, go ahead with your... We saw Black Adam, which is a 2022 movie directed by Jamie Colette Sierra, writers Adam Stuskell, 
Rory Haynes, Sorab Nashirvani, and then listed stars are Dwayne Johnson, Aldous Hodge, and Pierce Brosnan. It has it runs at two hours and four minutes, and so far has grossed worldwide 140 million. I did not see a number on how much it cost, and uh, on here it says 195 million. Okay, that would make sense. There was a significant amount of CG in this movie, and also Dwayne Johnson and Pierce Brosnan. So yes. Okay. Oh, God. There's a whole bunch of words. Hopefully I get these right. <laughs> okay. And 2600 BC, the Timurit King Kondak Akhtun created a crown of Sabak known for, to give the wearer great power after attempting to stage a revolt. A young slave boy is given powers of Shazam <laughs> by the ancient council of the wizards, transforming him into Ka. Kondak's heroic champion. The champion allegedly kills Acton and ends his reign. Yeah, the uh, origin story they give you is, is uh, pretty straightforward and has a nice, it does have a fairly nice twist for it later on. By the way, did not say we are going to be spoiling this movie. So, this is spoiler zone now. Yeah, yeah spoiler zone now. So yes. that, that Basically, the first part of the movie is like done in narration flashbacks right. to get the whole thing in. It probably, and uh, probably a little bit uh, probably too much scene setting, honestly. Also, these are all Egyptian gods, so I don't. I guess they didn't make it. They made it, you know, some fantasy country. But it's it's they're all Egyptian gods. It's like you could have made this in Egypt, but I guess then you would have had to deal with the fact that, you know, actual Egyptians would be like, my country isn't occupied by an international coalition of mercenaries that are stealing all of our ter- are stealing all of our natural resources, which was said. And that was such a deadline. Like, if you, if someone is stealing your, like, the the materials that make up your homeland, you'll get, they're taking our resources. It just doesn't sound right. That's like, like, they're doing specific things that are hurting your country. That, like, that's something that somebody from outside the country comes in and is like, you know, the Belgian Congo has been pillaged for its natural resources for centuries. And, like, if your local, like, is like, they've stolen these things from us. It makes it sound very much more real because it is real. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, so basically the first part of that is just the standard narration. They have to get that in because I didn't know who Black Adam was. And now I do a little bit more because I was doing some like research and stuff about him. But yep, because I was like, oh, so he's made by the Shazam powers too. So he's the same as Shazam, whatever guy. Yeah, he comes out of the same company that because Shazam was not originally a DC product. It was a different company that made it. They later acquired him. And yeah, yeah, he's like a darker Superman. Yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah, he's sort of like when they would call him like was like anti Superman or Bizarro Superman. Yeah, Bizarro. Superman. It's kind of that same thing of like the the concept being what happens if you give these godlike powers to an unfitting person. Yeah. So in the present day, a conduct oppressed by inner gang archaeologist Ariana or Audrey. Andriana Tomez tries to locate the crown of Sabak with the help of her brother Kareem and colleagues Samir and Ishmael. Greg Ishmael Gregor. As Adriana obtains the crown, they are ambushed by inner gang Andri- Andri- Oh my god. Andriana reads the incantation awakens Teth Adam. I think that's right. Teth Teth Adam is that Yes, what Teth Adam. Teth Adam, whom believes as Kondok's champion from his slumber. Adam uh slaughters most of the inner gang troops 
So yeah, yeah, this is the like the big badass scene in the beginning showing you how powerful he is when he's woken. Right, which I think went on a little bit too long because they very thoroughly established he is completely immune to all conventional weapons. He's got a 50 caliber machine gun shot at him, missiles. He takes one helicopter, throws it in another helicopter. It's a very cool thing that just went on for too long because the point of the scene was that it established he's very powerful. He's very dangerous. He's uncontrol- He's kind of uncontrolled because you're, they're showing like just blowing sh- stuff up all over the place. And the only thing that can hurt him is Eternium because they shoot an Eternium rocket at it and he holds it, blows up, and he's get, he gets injured by it. But it just like there there was just too much of it. There was just which I know is weird to say for a superhero movie because the whole point of the superhero movie is the fight scenes. But it was just I was like, okay, I get it. He's he's immune to all this stuff. Thank you. Yeah. So because and then of course you have. Uh, one of our friends get killed. Uh, Ishmael gets killed uh, because, uh, spoiler alert, uh, one of our friends is trying to find the crown <laughs> and kills, gets him killed and he's running with Intergang because he's like, we find out later on, he's like the sole descendant of the king and he wants the to be the demon champion. Basically, he wants to be a, what is it? What's the, what's the another way word for devil? That's what he kind of looked like. Oh yeah, he was basically safe. No, what was the, uh, the one I like? This the funny one starts with a B. Funny one starts with a B. The funny word Boeing? Call, no. Uh another word for the devil is like Beelzebub? Yeah, Beelzebub. <laughs> That's what I like. So yeah, he, he basically looks like Beelzebub. And like you were saying, like there was too much fighting scene. Like they do like the whole it just reminds me of X Men where we have silver Quicksilver, and they—he was like had those cool fight scenes where he slows down time because he's super quick. We had one kind of like one of those in here. Actually, we had them a couple times. They'd use a lot of slow mo, but. And what it was—the final part of that fight was interesting because what it did is slow down time, and he set up all this destruction. Like he shoved a grenade in a guy's mouth. He slammed the helicopters into each other and used the the rotor from one to throw in another vehicle. He twisted a missile so it hit something else, and he like set up this devastation around him, which was kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. That was cool. But as I think about it, it actually kind of... Oh, well, no, no, I was gonna say a little, it does undermine a little bit his like rage element. Like he's you know enraged all the time, but I guess it works when he's destroying all kinds of stuff. So now we get to like another movie, kind of within the movie. Public government official Amanda Waller learns of the incident and contacts Carter Hall, Hawkman, and the JSA Justice Society of America, uh, consisting of Kent Nielsen, Doctor Fate, Maxine Hunkel as Cyclone, and Albert. Ralstein as Adam Smasher to assist in taking Adam into custody. The JSA arrives in time to stop Adam from throwing further destruction to the city and intergang troops. The JSA explains to Adriana that Adam is not a savior of his time, but instead a madman who, who was imprisoned rather than atoned. That revelation is a little too, goes a little bit too quickly. One of the things I, I noted with, yeah, well, this movie is only like two hours, right? So it's not like two and a half hours. They had to, they kind of squished everything together, right? Like there was a lot of stuff going on. Yes, there was, and generally they did a good job with it. Uh, they, we were talking afterwards about how much of a disaster Justice League was. One of the reasons Justice League was such a huge disaster is they basically put in the origin stories for two complete characters in that movie. Whereas this one, we have what I count. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that, that a little bit later. 
I was like, is this, an, in some ways, it's like, is this an analogy for an American intervention when we show up thinking we're all great and we blow up half the goddamn city? I made a joke, and I think it's still funny, that the JSA is basically diet Avengers. You had Hawkman, which is basically Falcon, and you had a Cyclone, which I said was Storm, and then you had um, Dr. Fate, and I was like, oh, Dr. Strange, and then you had Adam Smasher, which is basically, I was like, oh, so Ant-Man. That's what I said. I'm like, I thought it was funny. It was, because one of the problems is that DC and Marvel have been making comics for decades. So a lot of their stuff has, you know, they, they all come, they all do the same kind of stuff. So there's a lot of overlap. The problem is for the DCEU, now the MCEU has largely covered a lot of that ground, where him being vulnerable to Eternium before the... Um, before the MCU, that would have been more, you would still probably automatically think of Superman. But it's it's changed now. You don't necessarily think of Superman. I was thinking of, of Black Panther, not in the vulnerability of thing, but like in the importance of this one element, even though they were very different. And that's the problem I think DC is always going to kind of struggle with, is they're not, neither of those enterprises is treading new ground. They're both following comics. But now this ground has been more recently tread in movies by Marvel. Anyways. Yeah, so. Okay, back to this. Um, Ishmael is revealed to be a leader of inner gang and crashes Ariana or cr- chases Adriana's teenage son, Amon, who has stolen the crown. Adam and Adriana and the JSA intend to use the crown for trade for Amon. They reach Ishmael who reveals that he is the last descendant of King Acton and wanting his rightful place on the throne demands a crown, which Adriana willing gives him to save Amon's life. Ishmael betrays his part of the deal and shoots Amon and Adam trying to save Adam loses control again, destroys their hideout with his power, killing Ishmael. So basically there was a lot of other stuff in there too, but the JSA comes in and they're trying to like say, and they're like, Hey, you can't just kill people. And Adam's like, uh, that's what I do. I'm not a hero. And he starts to, of course, grow like a heart. And like, yeah, that's his, that's, that's the arc that's different, which is actually, it's, it's kind of like a standard, like I'm like, uh, it's like, uh, venom. Like he kills people and eats them, but he also has somewhat of a moral conscience. And that's kind of what he is. Cause he's like, they don't need a savior. They need a protector. Like towards the end, he's like, I don't need to be save these people. I need to protect them from people coming here. Cause he's like, we don't need to be ruled again. Cause he has a line. Uh, Black Adam has a line. It's like, I used to be a slave before I was born a king. I kneel before no one now. Again, kind of like a parallel to nationalistic movements in the Middle East and in North Africa. Maybe. I don't know. Again, this is a superhero movie. I'm looking for deeper themes. Probably in the wrong place. Yeah. So. Um, there's some funny stuff in here because, you know, they're trying to cash in on that Marvel fun. Uh, there was a part where her brother gets shot or no, they were there in the apartment when he's coming out with his like little coma and he's in his room. He's like, you got to have like a catchphrase. He's like, tell him the man in black sent you. And he's like, oh, uh, and there's like another part where he's like a Clint Eastwood movie on the, on the TV and he shoots it and the brother is like, oh, it's okay. I can fix it. And he's like, there's another part where he's like, 
who's uh you want to teach your son violence she's like no i don't want to teach him violence like oh and then he points to her brother he's like oh so you want to teach your son violence like oh no gross that's my that's my sister that's my brother ew gross he's like so who do you want him to teach violence she's like yeah mom who do you want me to teach violence to me yeah and then the man in black runner is shows up a couple more times where the point is that he keeps trying to say it he keeps killing them first. He, he kills them first or destroy or he like has one point where he like hurls a guy so he's still alive but is like tell the man in black sent you and it's like the guy's flying through the air and it's like it's like oh oh well <laughs> kind of like that it was, it was funny there were some fun parts kind of touching into the thing was they're they're using a character from the same arrangement as Shazam the problem they had Shazam was just a fun mostly just a fun movie you know he was a it was a kid who got big muscles, which is basically what most superhero stories are anyways. A lot of times you can view it as an allegory for puberty. And, it, you know, so he was running around, he was having fun and everything else. But Black Adam is intentionally a darker character. He busts out of, the, out of his prison and he's killing people left and right. And he's, you know, he gets in fights with Hawkman because Hawkman's like, heroes don't kill people. And Black Adam's like... Well, sometimes it's necessary. And why did you do all this work to save these people who are just horrible criminals anyways? Yeah, and, and through, like, there's a running line, like, once they, um, was it Dr. Fate? Dr. Basically Fate. sees the future as, like, you're gonna die if we don't, you know, fix this. And he's like, I'm not afraid of dying. Hawkman's like, I'm not afraid of dying. He's like, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> we can't save them if you die. Right. So... Guilt-ridden Adam flees a ton's ruins while Hawkman follows suit. He reveals that latter that the legend of a Condoc's champion have been told incorrectly. It was Adam's son, uh, Harut, who was granted the powers of Shazam and became Condoc's champion. Knowing that Harut was invincible, a ton's assassins instructed and executed Harut's family, including Adam and Harut's mother. When Harut finds Adam uh, morally wounded, he bestows the powers of Shazam on him to save his life, believing that Adam will be the hero of Conduct's knees. A ton's uh, assassins immediately kill the now-mortal Harut, causing an emerged Adam to slaughter all of the king's men, inadvertently bringing destruction to Conduct substantially. Adam is summoned to the Council of the Wizards to the Rock of Eternity and imprisoned within. Feeling incapable of becoming a true hero, Adam surrenders, to the JSA who take him to Task X Force Black Sight. Soon after, Fate sees uh, ominous pr- uh, premonition to Hawkman's impending death. As the group returns to the city, they realize Ishmael's intent intent initially made Adam kill him while he was wearing the crown of Sabak, so that he could be warned to the most uh, to host of the demon Sabak himself, who then arises from the underworld to claim his throne. It, it's a nice thing reveal that he's been you, you knew early on that he was a bad guy which was fine and it was a nice reveal that he was the last son of the kings and they have in design a pretty cool devil man get up he's got horns he's all red he's breathing fire and all this other stuff but yeah i didn't like like when they brought him there and they're like you have the crown and, you know he tried to make him kill him because he knew he would I didn't like his monologue. I was like, you could have just killed him. <laughs> like, literally. You didn't have to. Like, you could have killed the son, but he wanted to be killed so with the crown on. But his little dialogue was kind of like, I was like, oh, God, he's doing this whole bad guy spiel. It's like, when are we going to get past this? 
it was a little much. But that's that's always a problem you have with superhero movies is you need to find a way to get the villain's motivation into it. And a lot of times that's simplest when it's delivered via monologue. That's why they keep using those. But it's, yeah, it, they could have used some development earlier. But that's one of the things that I was noting when I was talking about the number of characters earlier. There's really only seven characters that get any development, and two of them aren't even really that much. There's obviously Black Adam, Amon, the son, Adriana, the mother, Hawkman, and Dr. Fate. And then you get a little bit of development of Cyclone and Adam Smasher, both of which really only get a sentence or two and like 30 seconds of screen time to establish. Uh, she's good with computers and stuff and control wind, and he's uh, can make himself big and small and smash stuff. And that helps. That So you really, the only people you really developed were was Adam um, and Fate. Because everybody else pretty much stayed the same way through. I'm on, like, yeah, he got the cape and everything, and he kind of became the next protector, but he was also, he's, he didn't really change. He's still kind of a kid who wants to do good. Mom stayed a mom the whole time. Black Adam went from being a brutal, merciless killer to being a merciless killer uh, when necessary. Dr. Fate went from being just this distant, disinterested, uh, powerful, rich white guy to being someone willing to die for you know, a cause. Yeah, because he said he's lived for how long? Uh, he said he was over 100. Um, yeah, one of the things he mentioned was he had seen the uh, troops going to the Western Front, so he would have been alive in 1916, is what it sounded like. Yeah, so he was old. All right, finishing up here, Sabak summons the Legion of Hell terrorizes uh, conduct, but Amon alongside Adriana and Kareem rallies the people to rebel the JSA prepares to face Sabak in Octon's ruins, but fate creates a magical force field to and forbids Hawkman, Cyclone, and Adam Smasher from entering and reveals that Hawkman's death can't be avoided um, on his own sacrifice. Fate then fights Sabak alone and at the same time uses his astro, astral projection to release Adam. Sabak kills fate, causing the force shield to disappear and allowing the others to fight just as he's about to kill the JSA, Adam arrives and emerges Sabak, uh, ultimately killing him. The JSA departs on good terms with Adam and accepts his new role as the protector and ruler of conduct, but also adopting a new name, Black Adam. Yeah, uh, the the fight scene here, the cli- you know the climactic classic superhero fight scene between this the the hero and the villain. I mean, it was good, but it was really undercut by the fact that the bad guy looked extremely very CG, uh, which was, I suppose, inevitable based on his character design, but it did not feel like, you know, it didn't feel like Black Adam was fighting whatever his name was. It felt like Dwayne Johnson was in a room swinging his fists. Yeah, but I still think, because they all kind of helped him, because Hawkman uses uh, Dr. Fate's, like, helmet to, like, fake out, like, because he's like, oh, I'm not a hero, but he is. And he stabs him and his, like, uh, doc, or what's his name? Uh, Sabak uh, stabs, doc, or not Dr. Fate, uh, stabs uh, Hawkman, but it's like an astral projection because he's like, oh, this is just a little thing my friend taught me. And then that's when Black Adam takes him by the horns and basically splits him in half. Yeah, rips him in half, which was rips a pretty, pretty good effect. That, that did yeah, look very that was, good. That's pretty good. And all this going along when, uh, Sabak, they try to stop him from sitting on the throne because he rises the people up from the dead. And then, uh, what's his name? 
uh, Amon has to be like, come on, we were to take over our like city back and everything from like the evil. And, you know, we fight and protect ourselves. And they're starting to fight like the army of the dead, basically. Which I will have to say was a bunch of punks. Of the army, they're skeletons. They they're were they skellies. were getting the hell beat out of them by just random people in the street. They had pipe, <laughs> <laughs> which I get on one level. You're trying to show like this is the people rising up using the weapons they have at hand, but at the same time, this is the random people on the street fighting apparently literal legions from hell. Like I, I think they could do better. I mean, during one of the big fight scenes, they did show some of the nameless extras getting killed, and they did have a decent explanation for why the uncle character doesn't get hurt because fate told him he's going to die by electricity. So. Oh yeah. Cause he rolls up cause he's trying to find them and he, and he comes in with his little baby come back. That's a little funny runner in the movie. Yeah. And he's like, it's okay. I die by electricity. <laughs> and he was like, well, there's like a scene where he gets shot by the bad guy and he, the doctor fate comes back and he's like, don't worry. I'm a doctor. He's like, Oh doc, help me. He's like, I'm not that type of doctor. <laughs> And he's like, don't worry, you're not going to die. He's like, I know how you die. And he's like, wait, how do I die? He's like, as long as you stay away from electricity. He's like, wait, I'm an electrician. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. But yep, bad guy gets defeated. And there is a mid credit scene. In the mid credit scene, uh, Waller uh, warns a defiant Adam to never leave Condock before Superman arrives and is suggesting the two of them to talk. Basically... A uh, little projection, little drone comes in and is like, Waller's like, you can never step foot out of conduct. And he's like, bitch, I can do whatever I want. And he's like, well, I'll send everybody on, or like the strongest people on earth to get you. He's like, no one on earth can beat me. He's like, well, I'll send the uh, somebody that's not from earth. And then that's when from like the smoke Superman comes in. And this was like the most important, like people were super hyped about this because it's uh, Henry Cavell. Like the original Superman, which I thought he was done playing it, but apparently not. And he's like, we should talk. And then Black Adam just smiles because he's basically like Superman. Yeah, so those two characters are extremely similar. Although uh, Shazam has the downside of his powers can be revoked by the council. Well, they tried that. They can't take him back. Right. He has to do it like with the Shazam. Yeah, like, but they like, they, where, no, just, my point is that Superman is just better. Like he, he, oh, he, he well, yeah. Superman does not become less powerful ever he well, just yeah, chooses not he just you know chooses not to. he can be like you know what I, just like shazam could be like you know i want to go back to school just my little kid self again oh i want to be an adult now i'll just go be an adult so that is black adam I there will, was a lot of stuff going on in this movie yeah. and here's here's a good example of something that they trimmed out that, that needed to be trimmed out was he just speaks english like, there's no explanation for why he speaks English. People online apparently tried to make a deal about it. Apparently, the producers pointed out that one of the people, gods that gives him powers is a god of knowledge, so he just uses that power to instantly learn English. There you go. Loophole covered. You do not need to explain that. You know, that, that's no, one that's of those things... No, that's too much exposition. Like, that's not necessary. That nerds love to latch on these dumb little details. And that's not to say that explaining powers isn't important. Because if you explain powers, then you explain weaknesses, you explain limitations, you explain why stuff happens in your movie. You could have done a scene where uh, Black Adam, l- knowing English, was something that you then could have used that scene to develop something about a character. You know, you could have... you as a very quick one, that's, that's very poor. You could have had something where Shazam was like, you know, suddenly 
starts speaking English to the to the people, and then and then mom's like, I went to school for six years to learn English, and my accent was never that good, you know, and, and you know, do a little bit with her developing the fact that she's this educated woman who's learned all these things in her life and everything else, and then have and then you could have a, a back from. Blackout and be like, I don't care or whatever. So there, there's the possibility of building a scene around that, but the detail itself that he can speak English is irrelevant. It's, I think it's stupid, and you wouldn't want to read subtitles the whole fucking movie. That's basically what it came down to. And that's a big part of it, yeah. Yeah, like people would have been like, well, why do I have to read subtitles? Why couldn't it? Like that would have been too realistic. It's like, look, he speaks English. That's uh, like super nitpicky. Just I, let it go. I mean, admittedly, the. Mariana is established to be a college professor. So it would make sense that in the academic world, she would have spoken English. So it makes sense since her son would speak English. Would her brother, who's an electrician, speak English? Would the would these other random people in the street speak English? I mean, they might be capable of speaking English, but I know if I'm in a situation where the city I'm being demolished in, that I live in is being demolished, I'm going to revert to my native language. I'm not, which, you know, is some fake language. It's a fake country. But, you know, I'm going to revert to the language I always in, in times of stress because that's how people work but yeah anyway back to the movie I I thought it was okay it was it, was, it kept my attention there was a lot of stuff going on there was just it, there was just a lot of stuff going on and I was talking to my friends we saw it uh, yesterday Saturday when it came out the and we were like you know we enjoyed it there was just a lot of stuff going on in the movie and I think that's just because they're setting up his story and they just wanted to jam in a lot of stuff. Because I didn't like Captain America the first time I watched it. Because I was like, oh, God, there was a lot of stuff. And it was boring because he was, like, Captain. Um, but it's, like, second and third movies I really enjoyed. Right. So, I think it's just, like, when you introduce characters that really don't know nothing about, it's boring. And they give you too much. I'm like, they could have just came in, like, him, Black Adam now. Right. Like, they, I, they... I didn't need a whole backstory. They could have been showed it in a flashback, like, here and there. Well... But... I didn't need this whole. Then you have a continuity question, and that's just a and that's a movie. Maker or question. maybe that's just me, but I was just like, there was just a lot of stuff going on. But I I gave it. He was like, what would you give like a, a, out of five? What would you guys like a three? Like it was way better than Justice League and Batman v Superman. We were all like, yes, <laughs> way better because DC has a hard time. They're trying to keep up with Marvel, right. basically. And Marvel's got a, a huge head headway on them yeah they should just stick with doing their own thing like the shazam aquaman like goofy movies like that i like right like, well because superheroes are innately kind of a goofy thing you know they're they're i mean they do some they do a little bit of explanation of you know like oh there's no black and whites in the real world they do a little bit of that in this but ultimately it still is about a bunch of people you know smashing each other but yeah like <laughs> i think they should just like stick with their own thing. They're trying to do like ensemble movies too quickly without having backstories of characters. I think they should just stick with the fun ones. Like I can't wait for Aquaman two to come out. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Well, they they did do with this one. They set up so they could easily go uh, develop Haw- uh, Hawkman. They could develop Adam Smasher, and they could develop Cyclone all into their own movies because they were established. They have some role in this movie. And I, I said they should put them in like a series like HBO, Warner is owned by HBO, I think, or whatever other way around. All this stuff from Warner Brothers is on HBO Max. They could just make a series on HBO Max. That might work better, not necessarily a full blown out movie, 
or they can make a movie just for HBO Max. Like a show like could do better because you can have more like you can have 10 episodes or eight episodes at like an hour long. Right. And that would be better to like draw the story and have a longer plot line mm-hmm. and like the, the big, big bad, bad at the end. Like, that right. would be fun. Yeah, that would. Because I want to know some more about those characters. I have no idea who they are. I mean, that's Marvel d- did that with WandaVision. You know, that's an extended, it, yeah, it's a commentary on television. It's got a lot of flashback stuff, but it's also extended development of the Scarlet Witch character. Yeah, and I think that worked out very well. Yeah, it worked out well. So, yeah, I think you've got a good point there. Although I don't, I I happen to watch, recognize Dr. Fate from reading an obscure off twist story called The Books of Magic. That's the only reason I know who Dr. Fate is. I had no idea who Adam Smasher was, no idea who Cyclone was. I knew Hawkman because of the, I think because of the DC animated show, because he was one of the kind of second tier characters on there. But yes, I, I gave it a three. It was fun, goofy, a lot of stuff going on, but I still had a fun time. And, you know, of course they set up that Superman and Black Adam are coming back. That'd be kind of cool to see them square off. That'd be kind of dope. Well, the thing is, either of them can lose. They're both basically omnipotent. Yeah, I know. Like, they would just, I think they're going to make Black Adam like, I mean, he's like an anti-hero, but he also has like a heart. Like, he's not like pure evil. He's only evil for like bad guys, but he's like. Well, he's And he's also, they're kind of doing like, he's just taking the shortest path every single time. Like when he takes down the flying jet bikes, which were pretty cool. But, when, you know, you know it's, it's easier to just grab the driver and huck him off. And then go on with your life, unlike Hawkman, who goes in there, grabs the guy, flies him down the ground, lets him go. You know, so it's kind of, it's, it's, so there's the efficiency versus inefficiency element there as well. So yeah, I I enjoyed the movie. Graham, what would you give it? I give it a three out of five. I'd say, yeah, watch it at home. Yeah, it'll be on HBO Max pretty soon. Because we did, uh, we, uh, I wanted to go see the Batman, I just didn't have time to see it and i was like it came out on hbo max like a few like like a month later and we watched it at home so yeah i think it'd be definitely a better stream it than movie theater but i'm glad i saw it in the movie theaters it was still fun also if you don't watch in the movie theater and you don't have any children at home there won't be any children screaming dear god them people should have waited till it came out on hbo max (sighs) but anyway that was black adam that we got to see man we've seen two like recent movies graham what are we gonna do (laughs) I don't know. Because there's really nothing else that I really want to see. Oh, no, that pilot movie that we saw. the, the Oh, Devotion? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. But we're going to wrap up this week's podcast with Graham. You ready for your word? I know you're not. It's drip. Oh, drip. That That's when you got, like, really cool clothes on. And you're looking really good. You actually got it right. Do you want to know how I know it? Wait, yeah, how do you know that? There is a YouTuber who goes by Kobold who does D&D, like, class stuff, like, different builds and things like that, and uh, he had once where he was sarcastically claiming that he had drip. Oh, great. You know from an, oh, another whitey nerd guy. Uh, he's Scottish, so I'm pretty positive he's white. I mean, he might not be. But, this is true, he, but he's a Scott guy who plays the bagpipes, literally plays bagpipes. Let me lead you, Drip. Adjective to describe your outfit similar to swag, sauce, stee, swank. <clears throat> drip man. Man, your outfit is dripping right now. Friend, your outfit is wet as fuck. From, <laughs> I didn't even see the name. <laughs> Splashton 
Kutcher. <laughs> I love Urban Dictionary. That's it's so terrible. Slashton Kutcher. That's a good one. You got it. That's a good one. Oh, my God. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Oh, oh I thought you were going to say something. You're holding up your hand. I thought you were just to me. Well, yes, that brings us to this week's, the end of this week's podcast. Follow us on all social medias, the podcast, DYT pod on Instagram, Twitter. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Fifi underscore J247. Follow Graham on Instagram and Twitter. He is GD Mildrum. Send us some questions at damnyourtallpod at gmail.com. We want to do, we want to do an episode of questions please send us questions damn your tall pod at gmail.com anything else you want to add we do have one listener comment for my brother that we still haven't done yet but we can yeah that's going to be next time okay thanks for listening everyone Bye. bye